0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: She dressed for the job and took a change of clothes with her. It turned out to be a man and his wife living in a grand apartment above a shoe store the wife ran. Ida May took the elevator up, went into the glorious apartment where she found the husband alone in the couple's bedroom. He was still asleep, which seemed odd to Ida May, so she began looking for things to do. The husband roused himself and told Ida May what he expected of her get in the bed with me he said he told her the regular girl stayed in the bed with him all day long he reassured Ida May not to worry he'd do the cleaning later he figured that was a fair exchange and a good deal for her a cleaning girl not having to clean it all and still getting paid for it Ida May was in her mid-20s a mother of three by then married to a pious man who wouldn't stand for another man touching his wife She knew white men in the South took whatever liberties they wanted with colored women, and there was nothing the women or their husbands could do about it. All her life in Mississippi, she had managed to avoid unwanted advances because she had rarely worked in white people's homes. Now here she was in Chicago, a white man expected her to sleep with him as if that were what any colored woman would just naturally want to do. And no matter what happened, she would have no legal recourse. There would be no witnesses. It just would be a privileged man's word against hers. She was thinking fast. She was as mad as that, she was as mad at the girl who sent her without warning her of what the job really entailed as she was at the man expecting her to climb into bed with him with his wife just a floor below. She started to leave, but she had just come, she had come all this way, had spent the train fare, and she needed the money. Her body stiffened and she backed away from the man. Just show me what you want cleaned, Ida May said somehow something in the way she stood or looked straight at the man as she said it let the man know she meant business he didn't press the matter and he left her alone hey welcome to the black out podcast your host rod and Karen, and we're live on a saturday ready to do your feedback feedback show of course is where you guys write in you can leave comments on our website com. you can email us tips at gmail.com you can leave voicemail 704-557-0186 that's 704 704- five five seven zero one eight six and we uh as long as they're two minutes or less we'll we'll get to them um you can uh vote in the polls on our website you can leave us five star reviews our faves on uh itunes and stitcher Mm -hmm. um all that stuff and we uh talks about it on the show um we only had three episodes this week so it's probably gonna be a shorter um episode for feedback and i know we'll probably only have three episodes next week too because i know uh we got what uh new year's day or something around there so running in
0: there and, yeah and dude, we got a hornet's game
1: today yeah before. we got a hornet's game so yeah we might have a short week two weeks in a row it's holiday season for everybody up in this beats um all right y'all uh that excerpt was from the warmth of other sons um and that was about when ida Mae was looking for work in chicago and uh she got a job you know uh to fill in for a woman for a week at a cleaning um cleaning somebody's house and it turned out that the dude essentially wanted a prostitute and that that must have been what the other woman had been up in there doing um you should have told me that right and um he he left her alone for that week i guess when she said no and didn't press the issue but i mean that's a very precarious situation and especially considering that if something would have happened to her yeah uh, people would have believed that white man over her, no matter what because um, that's just the way it was and this was in chicago so you know you like a lot of the parallels of people coming from the south where it's like openly you don't have any rights to going to the north and it being like hush hush but you still ain't got no rights come on like that shit was uh so real um and like she was in physical she could have been in physical danger and all this stuff and also just the resiliency of her to be like no i'm not doing that but also i'm gonna stay here and work because i need this money i a lot of people i know i would have probably just went home
0: yeah and cussed her smooth the fuck out and we would have
1: never talked again and this was at a time when black people definitely needed the money because um because of white flight and the price gouging of rentals and stuff for black people in the in the parts of chicago they got cordoned off to you needed every dollar just to make rent like and they charge black people more for rent not less so black people poor black people lazy black people don't got jobs why are you charging us more for rent but how does that make sense? White people are pay less? It's, it's the white privilege tax, you know, that, that people don't talk about. You know, when people say, I don't have privilege as a white person, I was poor. And it's like, you don't even understand. Poor for a white person is not poor for a black person. Poor no, for, it's not. poor for a, a white person is actually money for a black person. Right. Like the things y'all stress about compared to us is just, uh, completely in a different, uh, stratosphere. So, you know, it took her having, three kids them like two of them getting married i believe if not three of them and then that next generation they were able to buy a house all three of them all three family units putting money together with a family staying on each floor the item and her husband on the first floor her one of her daughter's families on the second floor and like maybe her son's family like it was just like stuff like that is just stuff we don't get taught about and it's also just a reality that we've lived but you think it's an individual thing. You know, like we as black people think it's, you know, oh, so-and-so has come stay with grandmama for a while, or so-and-so's family was here. And it's a, it's not just a, um, something that happened in your family is something that's happened in every family
0: right because i used to think that but as i became an adult i understood why you know because things happen times get tough people get divorced people get separated people are abusive but see this is stuff i found out as i was older as to why these people were around you know as a kid you just know such such there for a few months or maybe a year and some change and they leave and then you know because my mama has always had an open house like that um and for me as a child it was very irritating but as an adult i i understand if you have that type of uh uh, personality that allows people to to contain in and out of your house
1: yeah and so what i'd have made like one of the things is it was actually still beneficial for her to be in the north at this time because Mm -hmm that situation in the south she could have got killed for saying no to that white man of oh, course she could have been sexually assaulted abused retribution all kinds of things because in the south saying no to a white man was actually even more uh precarious than in the north saying no you know um so it it was it, it was just uh kind of wild to see um uh it was just kind of wild to see like the, that story and how close she came uh, to something possibly happening to her and then at the same time that's just life That's like that was just a job she had that didn't work out and and what's so fucked up is uh, brown, black people
0: and just brown people in general but particularly black people we actually make on the average less even though black women are the highest educated group in the country we make on average less than uh, everybody else and also Our when they say wages is stagnant our wages are actually lower than whatever you think the stagnant wage is ours is lower and we're getting to the point where you know it's we some black people do have generational wealth but overall we do not have generational wealth it's hard to build generational wealth and so it's getting ready to get to the point where we're going to be at the same level or maybe even lower income wise than some of these people were back then because of the way the cost of living has gone up the cost of food has gone up also because
1: because the even earnings wise adjusted for inflation and all that stuff there's a difference between Uh, making money and being able to save money and accumulate wealth. Right. So if you're making money but you've really been only able to rent your whole life or you know um you buy a home some weird clause in there where you know you're playing these balloon ass pay, uh, payments every month and eventually if you miss one or forfeit one or you try to remortgage or something you have to start all the way over well you may die and not own the home that you thought that you really owned your whole life and you may have paid for it two or three times what a white person would have paid for the same exact home agreed um you know in many of these cases white people moved out of these neighborhoods and um you would think what well, that yeah well the price goes down no the price goes up because the black people wanted to move in so bad but then they get these deals where they don't actually get to own the shit um so mm.
0: yeah and they don't also uh talking to a family member something that she was telling me that kind of opened up my eyes they don't actually talk about the rigged economy of homeowner association fees um where uh she was saying how she was kind of shopping for a, a ranch t- type of home and she was saying in some neighborhoods, she was saying the association, home associated fees started at $500 a fucking month. And she was like, they go up every year. And she said, the reason why it's so high, because they really want to price us out. Nobody has 500, average person does not have $500 a month to pay on top of their mortgage. And if, depending on how your homeowner's association is set up, if you miss payments, the homeless population can take your fucking home bitch you are not taking something that you didn't put a fucking dime in but that's the way they set up
1: yeah and then of course you have a home uh organization that said uh in the bylaws don't rent to black people Um, you know they still I mean they had to in Charlotte North Carolina where we stay they were still getting some of these laws off, of, some of these bylaws off of the books mm-hmm. uh within the last year or two like they were still fighting that fight to be like get this now black people had lived in these neighborhoods already um, but still, if we want it off. It was the books. not, yeah, it wasn't taken off the books. Which, we want it
0: off the fucking books because as long as it's on the books, you don't know what motherfucker gonna come and be like, well,
1: it's on the books. Take that shit off the goddamn books, cause white going white. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, happy Kwanzaa, y'all, is what we're mm-hmm. trying to say. Um, I think it's toward the third day of Kwanzaa, if I'm not mistaken think it's uh it started what thursday friday i think it's cooperative work day or something like that so uh shout out to all people to celebrate that Um uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah today is the third day how the fuck do i be knowing this stuff ujima for collective work and responsibility um so you know shout out to that um uh as far as uh the feedback stuff of course we want to thank y'all for uh donating to the show Many of y'all did give, and we likes to play a song for you. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's, Today's a new day. day. New day, new pay. Today Jeff M, thank you very much for your current donation. Darwin M, no relation, but thank you as well. Asia D, appreciate you. Chriselle, what's going on, girl? Uh Justin J, thank you very much. Yvonne M, appreciate you Michael S. Anna P Anna, are you okay? Um We got a one time donation from Caroline R. Thank you, Caroline. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas to us. laurie Laura A. Thank you very much. Bomani Jones, y'all know him, the homie, uh, Nicholas Z, thank you, Rita May C, Noel W, and that's everybody, cool, short one this week, alright, first time we did it without having to take two weeks off in a while, I know right, alright, let's get into the five star reviews, got a couple here, Yay! uh, iTunes, uh, th- uh, for the regular main feed show, none for sport movie reviews this week, um, and no stitcher reviews. Uh, a podcast that makes you think this is from Australia if you like your podcast thoughtful, pragmatic, and nuanced and give you perspectives on the POC and LGBTQ experiences this is the podcast for you if you are either a socialist, anti-capitalist misogynistic, a member of the alt-right racist, or a combination of the above listen anyway and you will get a point of view that may give you another uh perspective to think about uh t bone style from australia thank you thank you and yeah i mean we can't give you uh like we're not l g b t q but you know Mm-mm. we try to we just try to make sure that we do our part to talk about um especially the uh those special- fe- uh facing people of color and black people mm-hmm. um we just do our try to do our best to at least talk about those issues on the show because uh you know i feel like everybody should be (laughs) talking about this shit so yeah
0: a modularized group is a modularized group and they're all if one group is under attack all the groups are under attack because they all stem from the same
1: tree uh i'm a tipper part two still tipping still tipping on uh five stars this is from best list best listener ever Ninety nine. Just checking in with my renewal of my tipper status with a five star review. This podcast keeps getting better. This will probably be read a few days before the new year. So do yourself a favor. Put listening to this podcast on your list of new year's resolutions. Thank you. Thank you. That's our five star reviews. We appreciate everybody to take the time out to leave them. Yay. Um, that's uh, quite a lot. We have almost 2000 reviews. I have nine. Nineteen hundred and sixty six reviews. Now not all those are five stars. Some people are fucking haters, okay? Yes they are. But for those people that are cool, thank you. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. Um, all right, let's get to the comments on the episode. Moving briskly briskly along, okay. This is probably gonna be a fast episode uh the mike vick divide was our feedback episode we had six comments people was uh to talk to on say. this. michelle says 100 percent agree with everything you said about the mike vick issue shorter version is that they automatically assign innocence and value to animals than they do to black people yeah i mean i can't even say that's a shorter version because i'm i understand why people don't attribute innocence to any human being i mean human beings are flawed human beings make we all you know like i can see how someone thinks a, 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 a animal even like a fucking majestic lion or some shit is 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 like you know like well animals aren't to be blamed they can't even fucking think you know they're just fucking you know they're just animals they don't there's not a good or a bad animal the animal's just an animal i get that but there's something else to it about this idea that y'all can't forgive uh white people can forgive um things and they can't hold grudges to things and yet the the way that they pick when when they're holding those grudges and when it's okay to to do these things to people is just it's, it just doesn't make sense to me Mm-mm. miko says damn y'all had me emotional twice during this episode i could feel rise emotion during this mike vick explanation slash rant and then when karen revealed she bought the ps4 a few thug tears fell from my eyes that was so sweet it was i've been playing it too
0: yay
1: last of us remastered it's a beautiful game it's new to me that's all that matters It's new to you I totally agree with your assessment of the vic issue i had never thought of it in that way so thank you for that great feedback show i love hearing all of the praise thoughtful commentary and responses from the main host and karen lol thank you thank you and uh yeah you know what's funny is um i feel like i've been feeling that way about mike vic for years and i when i tell people some we talk and our job is to talk and we talk about these things as current events sometimes but i just think Uh, i want to constantly acknowledge the fact that i'm not uh cookies yet you know i don't always have my fully formed opinion i don't always have the perfect words to express my opinions and sometimes it takes a long time processing this shit before i'm like oh this is what bothers me like and i try my best to get to the core of what bothers me because i don't want to be lazy and just stop at white people that not that that's wrong if that's how you process your shit and you don't want to investigate or interrogate yourself further than that or whatever that's cool but i think a lot of times the interrogation of why we feel a certain way is what leads to the true like either enlightenment or ability to process it and move on at least for me let me speak for myself i shouldn't say we me a lot of times if i don't get to the core of why i just obsess over shit and so I'll just constantly be thinking like, why is this bothering me? Why is this bothering me? What? Why do I keep coming back to this? What, what does this moment mean? Like, cause I, cause I know it's not as simple as just, I'm mad, you know? And so if you examine why, or if I examine why, sometimes I come to these extra, I don't know, these like epiphany moments. And then for me personally, that one with Michael Vick was an epiphany moment because it's bothered me, but it hasn't been as simple as racism or, you know or you know they just hate black people they hate black men or whatever cause I've seen black men that have done fucked up shit be forgiven and so I Mm -hmm. know it's not that I know it's not that for me anyway um uh let's see Catrice says i've always said that i don't trust people who love animals more than they love humans i'm glad that you share andy's comments on the matter i empathize with people that share his sentiments but i also believe that these are people that have unresolved issues from traumatic or hurtful experiences with other humans i mean don't Mm y'all i've often heard these type of people say how they'll step with uh step over uh step over human wait oh step over suffering humans to rescue dogs Mm -hmm yeah i don't know if andy would say that or not no, no, I don't an- th- but andy um would. yeah so you know i'm sure there are people that say shit like that yeah. that's just deplorable or unforgivable to me you're not more noble for saving one helpless creature over another yeah I i've never run into somebody say that i'm sure they exist um i do think that's a weird ultimatum for them to position themselves in and like you know <laughs> i just like let me uh, insert an imaginary human that needs my help and how i saved a dog instead i guess it's like that scene in uh i laughed at but the scene in man of steel where uh papa clit kent ran into the fucking tornado to save the dog Mm -hmm. and ended up dying and i was like i was like now see that that is the whitest thing i've ever seen in my life Mm -hmm. like your family lost you for a dog that doesn't, doesn't make sense but maybe that's you know white people love dogs that much lakita says uh first i got my card and sticker when my husband woke me up in the middle of the night to say that i got mail from the podcast you listen to and i knew it was my christmas car i sat up and ripped it open like a kid on christmas lol oh. i still have so many more to send out i'm gonna try to get those today okay thanks and truly i truly love y'all second on mike Vick, rye said a couple times that he's not sure that it's quote unquote racist because whites have more or less forgiven ray rice peterson and kobe my question to rod legitimately asking do you think those men were forgiven because their crimes were against black people as well so nothing to fuss about here i know with kobe it was a white girl but how often are women believed against a famous athlete if she even if she is white uh do you think knocking out a black woman or abusing a black child or even raping a white girl who probably asked asked for it hanging around a nigger uh not my words compares to the man's best friend fairy tale they latch like onto? to i keep saying i love dolls but i can draw a reasonable line do you think that's a reach um well i'm not gonna say it's necessarily reached but i don't think it's about the color of the victims for these people Mm-mm. um the reason i don't think that is because we have some instances where we know that the victims of shit were white you know um not just kobe but um even the greg hardy i mean that was a white girl he beat like that um and if you can play the sport they're over they're willing to overlook the heinous things you've done Mm -hmm. it just is what it is um and, and maybe the the people who have a problem with mike vick may not be even coming from the nfl fan base that's fine but even the way that they're continually being upset with this dude not wanting him to get anything years later and it's just there is no constituency for these other groups and these other crimes that that keeps that same energy and it's, and I don't care what people say, it is weird. It is incongruent. It doesn't, it's like, even if you just think it's some type of cultural phenomenon, it is a weird cultural phenomenon that, 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 that someone can be a racist, someone can be a rapist, someone can be a child abuser, someone can be a murderer, all these things. And we can overlook it. We can just be like, that person earns a living. They can be on TV right now giving analysis on the nfl and there's no one standing outside the building like hey you can't you don't get to do this you Mm -hmm. know um so it is something about dogs specifically and i know you know and i know what bothers me um is is more about the idea that um they're capable of forgiving all these other people you know like it's 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 the hug and and from the judge thing again where where i'm not necessarily in a vacuum mad at a judge for hugging a fucking person who's got convicted of a crime you know maybe our justice does need some more compassion in america maybe that would fix the system but it's who got the hug for what reason that i that then i'm like now why everybody ain't getting a hug what the fuck you in here crying Uh, Amon says yes karen wait for him to open the door (laughs) and don't let me walk on the traffic side of the street getting your man to open your door is part of a black feminism at least that's the way i've always seen it i almost stopped talking to my husband before we got married because of what he thought my brand of feminism was yes open my door defend me when i need some help have my back etc etc yes i'm strong black women have always had to be strong in this country i know i can do it on my own so did a lot of my ancestors But their men didn't always have the chance they would have been whipped or lynched you treated me courteously doesn't negate my strength or freedom of self open my door damn it i'm a lady lol (laughs) as a black muslim woman my feminism is definitely going to be different from a white woman's this was another very fun episode that moment just spoke to me love y'all
0: oh thank you
1: yeah um it's you know it's also interesting too because like Um, does it have to be labeled something? You know what I'm saying? Like uh I think one of the issues that 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 it happens when people bring up thing broad terms like feminism, womanism, da da da. We've turned every act into part of that some sort of a cause. So like opening the door for, for somebody if if you have to throw it into your feminist praxis then all of a sudden it becomes a debatable thing as opposed to like, listen, I like when my man opens the door for me. The fuck that got to do with whether I want equal pay or not. It's not a cause. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's funny because I think, um, it's more of a byproduct of social media and branding. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody moves everything into like a thing. It's nobody, there's no, like, it's, it's like someone, cause they know some assholes out there like, so women's supposed to be equal, but then y'all want us to open the door for you. And then of course, you got the debate, right? You got women that have had different experiences in life. Like, I open that door for myself. And then you got, and then you got other people that's like, yeah, open the fucking door for me. You know, like what they got to do with the price of tea in China, you know, like I get <laughs> it's just funny that, uh, that they're good to the feminism thing, but I, I, I feel you. Um, but yeah, down here we open the door. It's a bunch of shit we do down here that that's another thing we're talking about people's experiences in different areas of the country and shit yes it's very different like it's shit people say on twitter and I hey let them have it I'm not going to debate your experience but you know when people say stuff like um and this is something i become aware of on twitter and normally it's from like prickly ass people I wouldn't want to be sitting next to in the first place but when people that say shit like uh you know if I say my age don't tell me I look younger than my age this is what my age looks like I'm like okay nigga damn you you know in real life you know how that you know the intent you know the person wasn't trying to like invalidate you you or insult you but you but on twitter you're It's more profitable to take offense where in real life even if you that bristled you you didn't like it most people just nod "Uh, thank you girl and you just move the fuck on right
0: so i think right, like because the way people talk on twitter you would never get shit done because you'll be constantly talking to fucking everybody because you're always goddamn offended
1: i really feel like a a big part since a big part of um social media is di- dissecting that stuff for attention mm-hmm. that a lot of times that world just doesn't reflect real life mm, for me at all for me nope. anyway so you know if somebody tell you, you look younger than you are like that's hey i get what you're trying to say mm-hmm. all right i'm drinking a lot of water or whatever i don't know thank you but you know and and, and so anyway stuff like like these open the door for somebody or uh, pump gas becomes one
0: yeah that's just my personal preference and right. it varies
1: that's the thing this shit varies per woman
0: some women don't give right. a fuck about that shit and some women are like uh this these are the things that
1: i demand in my marriage but if your name was black feminism uh down south on twitter then you can't say that without having to put it into your feminist like, yeah like like it has to become an expression of feminism for you and i think that's a, a big that's a tactical mistake that's an oversight on a lot of people's part because nigga i'm not debating whether or not my man opens the door for me i'm that not sure ain't. you know what i mean i'm not debating if who pumps the gas that's our relationship who gives a fuck what they got to do that has nothing to do with anything else leave me the fuck out of it you know anyway it just made me think about that lot. i know you didn't write in about that <laughs> sofa king says um regarding your comment when you were shouting out wonga's donation i don't know what part of australia wonga stay at but canberra the capital of australia is 16 hours ahead of charlotte so it's always going to be day for him when it's night for y'all and vice versa when it's 12 noon on saturday where you are at karen it's four in the morning on sunday in eastern australia hashtag information for life thank you so King. Thank i didn't you. know that mm-hmm. or at least i forgot it and i'll I, forget it again i just
0: knew it was the day before that's why on new year's day new year's eve is uh
1: merry uh happy new year for him because we know he a day ahead of us uh the poll is have you ever surprised someone with a christmas gift yes or no well i know i have a few times yes um karen got a christmas gift there yes um beyonce shirt i love pins and beyonce wrapping paper on the Mm -hmm. box i will with my earrings Mm -hmm. uh but yes 80 percent have surprise on the christmas gift 20 percent have not now that maybe maybe they don't celebrate christmas right um uh maybe they don't give gifts it could be a lot of stuff uh Beth says this might be one of the funniest the black out podcast yet or at least the funniest feedback podcast every time you stop the wow i laugh for a half a minute um i went to a white church in england we definitely wrapped up before a black church with us sometimes i visit black mega churches on special occasions that was amazing in white church the testimonies might happen after the worship music but being british we mostly have no charisma but yeah, what would y'all, I wonder what y'all churches even sound like. I never right. even thought about that.
0: You different cultures,
1: yeah. Like, you need the extra slavery on it to get that, that extra, um, mm to I'm betting, you know. That's why our testimony be so long. Like, you know, that's that 200 years. I gotta speak slavery. for the ancestors. Like, plus, that's the only time slaves got the time off and shit back in the day. Now so, come it's on. Like church gotta be long, you know what I'm saying? Like, um. <laughs> uh, Cause we but, ain't trying to get back to work but we didn't have to wear suits and my mom didn't care if people were watching her pray. sometimes we'd have visiting preachers remember pastor dele of black pentecostal church roasting the white people lovingly service was no more than two hours sorry for the length of this thank you see that's because your church was so short you had to apologize for the length of this this ain't that long no it's not thanks for making me laugh so much and everyone else sharing their stories uh ma says just came here to say i love y'all's love i'm muslim so no christmas gifts but i'm surprised people with b-day gifts and other random th- stuff throughout the year i'm always surprised when my friends give me a give me christmas gifts because they really did not have to they're so sweet yeah i'm glad and see that's a, see now look if this was twitter you would be letting us down because you're supposed to be like listen listen i'm a muslim and i'll celebrate christmas and i'm offended. That you would get me some shit, okay? Let me break down this twelve-page disposition on why the no, fuck. Don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But in real life, shit just don't be like that. In real life, in it's real like, life oh, is like, oh nigga, thanks some shoes.
0: Right, and keep it pushing. It ain't that fucking important.
1: Um, El Hefe leaves a comment on episode twenty fourteen. Our ancestors' wildest dreams. Um, I had a great Christmas this year, but honestly, the best part was Karen finally saying Drakaris. She is honestly a national treasure. Thanks for making the holiday season that much better.
0: You're welcome.
1: It was a jacar's heard around the world, y'all. The poll was: Do you drink energy drinks daily, once in a while, or never? I've
0: never had one of those things. Mm -mm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I never drink them. Uh, Sixty-six percent never drink them. Thirty-four percent drink them once in a while, and zero percent daily kind of surprised because they're addictive so you would think somebody would be out there drinking them daily
0: mm-hmm because I look at them I'm like nah I'm good They hear about the uh, heart palpitations and all that I'm like nah you know what Mm-mm. and I naturally well you get older your energy level ain't it's time, but you know I kind of have internal energy so I don't need to be wired
1: yeah I used to drink uh Jaeger bombs that had Red Bull and Jaeger in them and shit back in the day but that was only when I hung out with white folks which was you know not that often. Um, do you drink energy drinks? Uh the answers were I mean the comments were Miss Barnes says I love my energy drinks with Tito's vodka kim says hi rider karen just wanted to weigh in on your nutcracker issue ballet has some requirements like hair must be in a bun certain color leotard for level you have reached kinds of like belts and martial arts generally if you are performing you know months in advance what is required i have three children who dance from three to 18 years of age they all dance competitively at only at one of the first black studios in charlotte uh there are about four or five now this is the norm for attire it really isn't racism but i understand it can appear that it is uh i think it has to do with uniformity and discipline i also think it helps prepare for the dance world that a lot of girls are chosen as a career i reign in miss north carolina i reign in north- miss north carolina as a product of the system her mom owns the studio all right kim well i appreciate you um yeah i don't know enough about it you know Me it just,
0: i don't know enough about the world either but but i, I but my thing is you have these requirements and all of a sudden it's a problem like my thing if it was a problem it should have been a problem before now
1: yeah i wonder how the parents got blindsided with that because that felt like in the in the article they were saying like they didn't understand and it was like a last minute thing like your kids ain't gonna be able to do this it seems like if that was an issue that should have been established well up front the other yes. thing the other thing is like and maybe i because i don't know everything about here so just you know but you can't put the um the the braids in a bun
0: yeah you can and that So end, like why wasn't that
1: acceptable because
0: mm-hmm. i'm sure can.
1: that was part of the you know like well we'll just put our braids in a bun it's like nah they can't have braids at all i don't know like you know what it is too kim and i'm not this, this is not knocking you but i can never be sure when someone says something isn't racist but it's based on traditions that excluded black people for so long it's hard for me to just give them the benefit of the doubt like right. oh well i'm sure these traditions have no tinkling of race in them you know like well we just like everyone to look uniform well that's what they used to say about black women in the army when they wouldn't let them have braids you know so like i said not saying you're wrong not saying you're you know this is no disrespect or whatever i'm just because i i i truly am ignorant to this world but it just felt i don't know the article framed it and the way the parents talked about it made me feel like it could be unfair to yeah. to those black girls yeah and the
0: way the parent the way reading the article the way the parents was like we did not know in advance like mm. my children have had their hair like this and all of a sudden it's an issue because that's the thing even though white girls had their hairs up in buns like 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 that's the thing having your hair up in a bun so braids don't got nothing to do with putting it up in a bun
1: yeah so i don't know just that was a weird article uh deron miller says karen finally gave it to cars with uh, several uh, okay. exclamation points Amon um, says never needed an energy drink but the story you read sounds like people are abusing them or low-key addicted to them i've seen friends drink them if they're driving a long distance to stay up and study back in the day but i've never seen someone drink one every day or multiple times in a day that sounds crazy i had a friend that drank them.
0: Yeah, when I used to be a waitress, they used to tell them motherfuckers up. I'd be like, no, thank you.
1: Well, dude I played ball with. I actually saw him the other day. He used to uh, drink him a Red Bull before we played basketball every day, just about. Yeah. Ooh. I'm like, bruh, you, you wired out here, man. I don't know how you doing it. Yo, poor kidneys. And he'd be like, well, I worked all night, and I'm doing this. And I'm like, bruh. Yeah,
0: go to sleep. Rest.
1: Uh, Then we got one long comment on Colin Kaepernick. Uh, wait, Colin Capitalism in episode 2015. Uh, this is from Kay, who says, This is not a response to a specific story, but is somewhat related to this week's writing, reading rainbow. The general idea has seemingly come up more and more over the past few months. It's the idea of balancing wokeness in public settings, especially around white folks, e.g. corporate or social settings. You obviously don't want to alienate people by having to be a well-actually type of person and commenting or critiquing everything that someone says or does. However, when in some white circles, I feel like I'm finding myself having to speak up more and more to dispel common stereotypes that are spewing. Oh, that they are spewing. For example, I don't want my tax money going to illegal immigrants. When I, when in reality illegal immigrants are unable to even access most social benefits that citizens enjoy or right. another common stereotype. Women nowadays can just accuse men of anything now and ruin a man's life. In reality, I'm not sure of the exact number, but I heard something like up to 10% of claims are made by women against men turn out to be false or recanted. uh yeah and it's even less it's like five percent uh last one my family was born rich but we worked hard and pulled ourselves up we didn't sit back and rely on welfare this one is often associated with the claim that minorities are milking the welfare system when in reality more white folks use these benefits than any other groups All of these and others have led to long ass discussions and people pretty much throwing out right wing talking points. I know this was a bit long winded but was just curious if others are encountering this more and more recently maybe having to do with Trump and how they balance the need to speak up against harmful rhetoric like this while also trying to avoid drawn out arguments especially when the likelihood that the person will change their mindset is low. Have a great week rest of the weekend. Y'all Okay.
0: Uh, and my, I, I guess my philosophy, uh, this is way before Trump. It just actually trumped up with Trump, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. people always had these talking points. Listen to any local AM radio store. Rush Limbaugh has been around for fucking ever. So, like, these points have been around forever. And th- this is the thing. It's a time and a place for it. But on the average, my words are valuable. My time is valuable, and I'm not wasting my precious time on somebody that don't actually give a fuck. So I have learned to let it go. Let, let it go and be like, okay, just look back your eyes and keep it trucking. Because those, uh, because at the end of the day, those long conversations with those people, guess what the net, the net, um, result is zero. They not gonna change their minds. You're not gonna change your mind.
1: Yeah. See, the thing for me, man, I do pick and choose when I'm gonna say something. Like, it's not a zero-sum game where I never say anything. There's sometimes if I feel like a person's worthwhile or can be reached or certain settings where I feel like the shit they saying, should not go unchallenged in all these in front of all these people. You know, this happens to me a lot at like the basketball court, right? Somebody says something like, I don't know, homophobic. Now I now I will say in general, I'm funnier than most people. So I work in I work through the angle through mocking and being funny. But not every time. And not all and not all the time. And there's some people that have done it so much that I'm like, that person's just a bigot. There's never gonna be the conversation that wakes them up. There's never going to be the time and a lot of times they like the attention right and they and to and uh they, like i was a guy mike that i played ball with and i realized in my mind i was like you know what in his brain he's going back on some message board or somewhere telling them how he told me off mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: one of the things i think is really uh warped reality or the sense of reality is that people go online and you can craft the image you want, right? Whether you're taking your your photos from the neck up or you're putting a filter on there or you're not telling people about the the time you fucked up at work, but you're telling them about the time you got the promotion, right? Like we all pick and choose and cherry pick what makes us look great, right? What what we consider what the positives. Um, well, I think this is also started to happen with interactions. So people start saying shit like you know, I was talking to this person and they said something homophobic and I did this, this, another. And and they explain this story in a way that's like almost like something out of a, a, a novel or something out of mm-hmm. a a TV show or something where it's like, and then I clearly won the debate. Everyone recognized I was the smartest and then I walked off, right? I walked into I home run and I just walked around the bases and ran off to the sunset, right? That's how a lot of people frame their stuff. So when you see stuff online, it's like, you know christmas clapbacks or some shit and it's like a person saying my grandma asked uh you know where you get all that weight and i asked her where you get all them kids from or some shit and it's like nigga either that didn't happen or then your grandma slapped the taste out of your mouth because that's the truth you know what i mean like like it doesn't like it's not like you don't have to front for me right Mm -mm. so a lot of times when i talk about that kind of stuff on the show i'm talking more about the idea of fronting for people like I think there's it's become kind of a um I don't know it's 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 that thing where someone goes I I was wearing my I'm not my ancestors t-shirt and someone had a problem with it so I said I do belong in first class you broke Becky and then she had to walk to the Uh, back and I'm uh, like that why why did that even have that one that didn't happen but two why do you even want to tell people some shit like that you know what I mean so uh if there's people and i think and i've talked about this before if there's people you know or think you can reach people that really do have a good heart but they might not be twitter ready they're not social media woke they're not they haven't read text and book they don't know all that shit right and now, you know who these people are in your lives because we all have them
0: now that now that i'm more understanding too but right yeah you got a anybody. cousin
1: that might be talking about females but you know that you can teach you can talk to him enough to be like "Hey, man, so this is what's fucked up about that mm-hmm. and no they're not gonna get it on the first try and no they're not gonna fucking be on you know wearing like feminist t-shirts the next day there's not like none of that's gonna happen but you may have said something that increased their life something that gave them a little more awareness it, it, it may just be the seed it may be something that they they reject and think about later like i've had these things happen in real life but i had to pick those people like right. it was it wasn't everybody you know so that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about and you know i've also had discussions back when i had white friends of the exact nature of what you brought up you know and the, honestly those conversations normally either left me drained mm-hmm. pissed off mm-hmm. um uh you know just it, it sad like it wasn't these were not good times i mm-hmm. hey i just want to watch football and eat some wings and now i'm talking to you about how welfare is right like it's racist for you to be anti-welfare and you and you're attributing that to black people and that 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 notion is is one of uh of, of racism that you even would do that I, no, that's work now i can't even not relax you know and i think with this with this holiday season time a lot of people who aren't going to see their families Mm-mm. or people that are going to see their families and actually just chill the fuck out maybe even privileged people like me who have a family that's not really that fucked up like that um are sitting around telling these other people go home and fight your family and i think it's stupid agreed I think it's a waste of time and i think it's something that sounds cool to say but it's actually not cool to say it's actually kind of just a waste of everyone's time and if you did go home and do those things and start reporting back i told my uncle this shit there's gonna be a ton of people that mock you and go what you want a cookie you know, like, just live your life. Don't yeah. worry about that shit. And, and I'm not saying don't worry about those causes, I'm saying don't worry about trying to impress a bunch of strangers on the internet with, with anecdotes from you know the time you cussed at your uncle. It do, it doesn't matter really,
0: right? And they don't have to deal with the consequences of those things. I'm, I, I I do agree with you, Roger. I do kind of pick and choose, but most of the time, even with people I know, I I because the shit is not a game. It's not funny. I know I'm gonna get angry. Like I know me, it's eventually gonna turn to the fact where oh I'm gonna I'm gonna get real serious with you, and I'm like no 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 I'm gonna nip this in the bud because you're not gonna like the way I respond and you're not gonna like the way i react so let's go ahead and just end this so we don't have to fall out over some bullshit when nobody's gonna change their fucking mind well it also
1: takes it doesn't take into account some people are conflict adverse um sometimes uh you're telling people to confront people that may have abused them you're telling people to confront people that may have um like it's just more it's more moving parts to it now i'm not saying don't confront these people i'm saying don't do it for a fucking pat on the back from some from some stranger You know and if and and don't do it in vain if you think you can reach somebody that is totally different yes than just being like i know this dude is racist let me go fight with him for what yeah like yes i I, like real talk if if it was that bad for you where you your family is that fucked up don't go home right i would tell you straight up like yo then don't go home if you if you feel like this shit is ain't gonna do nothing but stress you out and you have to deal with a bunch of ignorant motherfuckers you don't really want to fuck with anyway hey man take a vacation somewhere else go somewhere nice go to the beach that shit would make way more sense than going home and fighting your racist grandfather who've been racist 90 years of his life and about to die anyway you know don't do it for twitter is what i'm saying
0: yeah my thing is put like this for me to even approach a conversation like that i would have to get a feel of the person because over the years, I've learned some of y'all motherfuckers. Y'all just like to argue for the sake of argument's sake. And when you're talking to somebody that actually they're they're not coming from, from from a place of earnest from the beginning. They're not coming from a place from a place of hey, let's have a conversation. Let's have a real conversation. If we are both starting on oh, let's really have a conversation. I'm cool with that. But I had to learn, some people I like to argue just for argument's sake. And I don't like having conversations with those people because I've had conversations with them people and they will make me so fucking furious. And then they are like, hey, hey, I'm just joking. And then I'll have to smooth be like, motherfucker, this is not a game for you. Raise my blood pressure for fucking nothing. Fuck
1: you! This is not a game to me. Alright. We got the poll, which is, do you think Twitter will get rid of porn? Yes they will try but they will fail or no way porn is here to stay karen
0: they will try but they will fail all
1: right eight percent say yes they will get rid of porn 64 percent says they're gonna try and fail that's on karen's and 28 percent say no way porn is here to stay blue wave rider says so east of finance the coffee shop in gentrified wood um gentrified oh inglewood uh she should have financed a coffee shop in the ghetto this way poor black folks can have access to cold brew like their black capitalist counterparts that white woman that was handing out coupons for a free cold brew was hyper easter's investment she should have at least found a light skin to hand out coupons but no her capitalist uh behind what couldn't help a black a fellow black person If Issa Rae had used her money to educate black people about their slavery, she could have had, she could have freed more slaves. Uh, Camilla Cabello. (laughs) I always hear that she was, always heard that she was a racist against black people. It was often repeated on popular black podcasts. I assume, yeah, I know that she got racist when she blew up. It appears that this happened when she was 15. It was also dumb at 15 and 20. So I have to give her a pass. Girl can sing too. Um, yeah, I was really surprised. To find out that that, that shit was her fans. Because for years now, I've seen black people say that she called that, uh, Normani a monkey. And, and made jokes about it and shit. And I was like, damn, she did. And I, I don't know nothing about these little girls. So I'm like, alright, that, guess she did it. And then, when I went to look up information, cause, uh, when that latest thing happened, I said, oh, that's right. That's something else racist she did. And I Googled it and it's like, she didn't even do that shit? normani didn't accuse her of anything normani says they cool like why did people insert this this shit in there and it became like a popular thing to say without verifying that's so wild to me can't trust shit man uh remember when jason willock told Amara negra to stop drawing attention to her blackness because it would mess her up she he also went on to say that he was trying to help her out hotel ass nigga and no i don't remember that uh well jason will i knows who Amara negra is Jason Whitlock? Wow. Learn something new every day, I guess. I I don't you know Never heard that. I didn't even look that up. You know I don't know. I don't even keep team up team. with that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Jason Whitlock really is. I know who he is. I don't know who the other person he is. He's still on TV? He is.
0: Sometimes fan fan. I look up,
1: I'll be like, damn, this Coomb's still winning. I, mm-hmm. like uh not just him, but like Sage still. They still making that money. Like, I just randomly have it on something. I'll be like, Oh damn, that's what they went. Still cashing them checks? Congratulations, Coombs. You did it uh all right we got some emails man up feedback 2005 this is from said who says i'm a little behind okay no problem you know people get behind on the show we're taking mm-hmm. a little more breaks now but i listened to this episode when you spoke about fighting as a kid and your response to white people saying the word nigger i completely related i'm from the southwest virginia and i grew up with the same experience i was always in honors class and as much as the white people hated it i experienced more issues with the other black people making fun of my own on my own block it seemed normal back then but as an adult it's completely unacceptable how much fighting took place on a weekly if not basis no daily basis and most fights were no reason other than just to be tested people for weakness yep mm-hmm. uh as for white people i've been called nigger with the hardest of r's more times than i could count and i and i like you uh, and and like you, it's not the word so much as that offends me as the intent behind it. I got to the point where I didn't even get mad. I'd just be called nigga and go, really? Oh, you just want to fight? And I just thought that environment was fo- was local to my area, but it was interesting to hear your experience and the similarities the next part doesn't need to be mentioned on the show if you find it under portman. i'll read it man i got you believe i actually reached out to you when i lived in charlotte about where to play ball i played with you and justin at i believe the harris ymca you recommended on ballsy sports i crack up when we talk about the games and the players there because i remember most of them and know exactly what you're talking about love the show and i've been listening since the beginning y'all are the best all you know what that means dog you about to come up on 10 years with the blackout tips at the end of this 2020 like at the end of 19 uh 2019 we'll be going like that'll be a decade of our show in a decade people have been listening to what we do for a decade you know that's Together crazy
0: 2009 2019
1: yeah. too. so i thought it was 2010 it's 2009 you one of them would that's how long we've been doing it we'll have to i think every now and then you were like this is the first episode and i think it was 2009 okay that's crazy a decade but um yeah so to address a couple of things yeah i i like i did i what's weird for me is i never really thought about black people's experiences being different than the one i grew <laughs> up with so it wasn't until i got to college or something before i met black people that i was like wait you didn't grow up like that right I just thought black people grew up around black people and you fought, uh, mm-hmm. at, at school or, or at the bus stop or at the basketball court and it was just kinda, kinda what it was. And then the, you know, you, you fight and then, uh, you know, hopefully no one gets killed or no shit and then you fight again the next day or whatever the fuck. And eventually that's how you learn to respect people and most of the time they're just testing you to see if you're soft and this you know, and I think I was watching an episode of Atlanta about, uh the black school Mm -hmm. and i was like fuck this is trauma it is like that was life and i never fucking thought about it i was i had those stresses i was stressed about my clothing i was stressed about who i hung out with i was stressed about you know being uh, too smart i was stressed about being too stupid i was stressed about a bunch of shit that you know you know i and obviously just regular danger shit getting robbed getting shot uh get you know um just weird shit that you would think uh that i got so used to but until i start seeing people talk about it outside of the way i grew up and being like oh so there's other ways to grow up and that's not really uh necessarily good
0: right my normal is actually abnormal yeah Mm -hmm. like
1: this is like it's fucked up that you know and then to to consider that there's uh people who grew up and they just didn't have those pressures and they doesn't mean they didn't have any pressure they just had different pressures all right that um and i and it's one of the reasons that you know i i still work at it all the time and it's not no disrespect but i had to unlearn and i'm trying to unlearn my kind of bias and prejudice against black people who give me that vibe like they they thought they were just special black people and shit because they they were taught that and they had to unlearn it themselves Mm -hmm. and if they don't want to unlearn it then obviously i'm not fucking with them duh but i used to have no empathy for those people um and i assumed that it was because they were judging me and i'm and i'm really the one passing judgment on them and I see the cycles of how that continually plays out in blackness and I think it's very unhealthy and so I'm trying to get rid of that shit and understand that hey they just grew up different from me it's still your responsibility as an adult to get rid of it but it's different I you know uh the thing I the thing I realized too like once you become an adult the trauma and shit that happened to you when you was a kid tough luck it's on you to handle it's not the world's responsibility and i think because we now have the ability to craft a world online people really start trying to apply these things to life like i had these things happen to me in the world go out and fucking be careful around me and Mm -hmm. and 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 bend to what i want and i mean sure if you can get it to happen good for you but that ain't gonna happen so um i think for me uh it it bothers me when i see grown-ass people that still have these hang-ups you know but it's up for them to deal with it and uh, i'm not their fucking therapist or whatever and we do a lot of hurt to each other when we're young um oh yeah uh and 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 the, the thing i'm trying to recognize is that i don't need to strip away the reality of what happened to you in order to say okay but it's not healthy for you to carry this to the day you see what I'm saying? So yes, there are some black kids who were picked on for talking and acting white, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um and most of the time people attack them, black other black people attack them also. I'm like, well fuck that. You probably was weird and all this mean shit. But the truth of the matter is, hey, you were a kid. You were a kid and so are those kids picking on you. And that was fucked up with those kids to do. And I'm sorry that it messed you, but you're now twenty five. You're now thirty, you're now forty. You can't be mad forever. Uh, at least not around me.
0: Not around me. But there are you know? some people that are like that, and they never grow past. They literally never grow past that point.
1: There was uh I saw someone, Jody Turner Smith, who just recently got married to the white dude from Dawson's Creek. One of the white dudes from Dawson's Creek, mm-hmm. Patsy, Pacey, whatever. I ain't I watch that show. Anyway, um, and there were people coming at her neck talking about you was a queen of slim, and now you married a white man, and all this weird shit. I'm like, first of all, Queen Slim. That's a fucking t- that's a character on a movie, right? But then also like, um no one owes you their sex, Mm-mm. and I understand the racial dynamics around it. But micro to macro, leave people to fuck alone. Micro, if as long as they're not saying nothing anti-black or bad about black people. Who gives a fuck let them go do whatever they want to Agreed. like like unless they walking around here like all black people ain't shit that's why i got me a white man okay well then okay you're gonna get people mad i get that but just getting mad because you see her with a white man getting married if they if he love her he love her you know anyway so one of her responses was how as a younger black woman being dark very dark-skinned she experienced a lot of trauma from black boys and she felt ostracized and she said she never really felt loved from black boys or whatever and it was a white man a white it wasn't until she met white dudes that really was appreciative of her skin tone and beauty and stuff now anecdotally that might be true and that because anti-blackness colorism exists within that, the black community that's this is true. not and
0: i've met other black women that have said that they right. say that they get more criticism
1: and more shit about being black from black people right so this is trauma that she experienced for however long possibly to this day from black people right now my gut instinct is to want to be like nah but there had to be some black people but maybe they just fucking weren't or maybe they didn't stick out to her or you know what i'm saying like it could have just been that way for her and there's other black women that have that same experience mm-hmm. now i have to flip it though because that's an easy one for the people to listen to this show because most of them are like teen black woman teen black girl that right it's just easy to yeah that that was fucked up what happened to her and if she got a white man fuck y'all you know y'all had y'all chance totally understand but let's say that was some black nerd nigga talking about you know black people picked on me when i was younger and black girls thought i was too nerdy and didn't want to fuck with me we would be like get over it you bitch ass nigga what you 35 talking about this shit so like i i recognize that there's like a flip on this shit Mm -hmm. one side is like it's cool to be like well this was trauma you experienced at 14 if you want to let that fucking if you want to let that carry out through your whole life and you want to like form your, 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 you be 40 right now, you want to, you can be 40, you can be 30, you can be whatever, and this is still how you're making your decisions off of this matrix of things that happen to you when you're 14. There's some people we're okay with mm-hmm. doing that, and then there's some people we're not. And the truth of the matter is, if the things really did happen to them, the only thing I can hope for is that they find a way to heal. Cause I, I know that the acting out and the pointing fingers at other people's shit which after a certain age it, not that nobody want to hear it but the people that want to hear it got an agenda
0: right the average person gonna be like okay dog i i, I understand this i uh like i have compassion but at one some point in time i i can't we i can't be stuck in with you
1: right so like i said this is not knocking her it's mm-hmm. not even knocking the, the black nerd niggas i it's saying it's something i had to work through myself to be a little bit more empathetic because my reflex was to be defensive because to me i feel like i'm defending black people you know like it's like when a gay person a gay black person talks about how the most of the homophobia they experience in their lives from black people well of course that's who you've been around but sometimes they take it the next step and go black people are homophobic and white people aren't, or something like that. And that's,
0: that's not And true. there's this
1: defensiveness that jumps out. Cause it's like, how the fuck could you? But they reach that conclusion through their own anecdotal experiences in their own lives. I, I can't make them have a different reality. This is what they experience. They have to deal with that. They gotta figure that out. And come to whatever conclusions they come to. And I think that's the hardest part, um, to realize. Because like I said, growing up that way and said you growing up that way. I would have thought me and you, like, we probably would click right away, cause it's like, oh yeah, niggas, that's how it is, you know? But then there's some other black person like, that's not how it is at all. You know? And I, and I had to understand, well, that person got a valid point too, cause that's their life, and I, I'm not, I can't speak to their life, and I, you know, I just, I'm sad that, that shit even bothers people and stuff, and please don't write in and explain why, cause I'm not talking about 100% of the time. Um, so, and we've talked about this before to death, but, look man some people really did have these shitty experiences and they're never gonna get over it nope you know and I've had shitty experiences with black people cause that's who I grew up around and people are shitty at a certain age but it just didn't stick with me in that way but it did stick with me in other ways where I really like, like I said I was more worried about the other black kids in the AG program looking at me like what is this nigga doing here I grew up in you know a upper class neighborhood and you know what i'm saying like they had their own shit where they were looking at like this nigga rides the bus the fuck you know so i i definitely grew up holding those biases against those type of kids and now i'm, uh, I'm a grown-ass adult and i still used to have, feel that way about those kids like five years ago and about those adults those kids the adults those kids became and i you know obviously i regret it now and i work through it and try to understand like if they're not Still shitting on me then now, why then why would I be mad about them? Agreed. Uh let's see. Uh gwen writes in oh, she just sent a picture of her Christmas card. And Aww. it was uh with her um it was in the Christmas tree. Uh she tied it around a Christmas tree. Oh, so um,
0: sweet.
1: Yeah, and uh I think she, what did she write? Thanks so much you guys. cards beautiful. Thank you for all the joy you have brought me throughout the year. Hope you can have a wonderful holiday. Love you. Thank you. Thank you um let's see uh wait for the next one dark wing duck writes in okay let's get dangerous <laughs> uh oh this is so dope hold on let me see if i put this on screen mm-hmm. um uh all right here we go uh we are uh, we are a day late brother happy holidays from my family to yours family did some cosplay that went a little viral so i figured i'd share by the way no better gift than black friday deal i wasn't going anywhere but that certainly helped the wallet i appreciate care and yourself for years of making my brain expand respectfully and and oh
0: those pictures are gorgeous this
1: is uh they did some cosplay as black Panther, uh the black panthers daughter shuri oh yeah that's that's so dope look at this that's precious oh they even had like the cgi background in there for one of them oh man y'all y'all like y'all had a blast i know oh look at this oh this is so dope i see how this went viral this is some wakanda forever over here okay yes that's precious yeah that's dope man um all right let me go to the next one we got one more email i believe and then we have some stuff to open up cards and stuff uh episode 2014 this is this from tyrone call him who says sup y'all interesting caffeine fact I picked up in the bar exam seminar caffeine has a half life of 12 hours and you cannot reach REM sleep with more than 15 milligrams of caffeine in your system since that seminar I don't drink any caffeine after ten thirty a.m. and sleep is a breeze hopefully this information helps someone enjoy your new year my niggas Tyrone
0: thank you help somebody uh sleep so they won't be up by half tonight.
1: yeah I'm super sensitive to caffeine anyway so, yeah, you are. so I just try to not drink that shit if i can't avoid it i used to drink it when i had a jobby job and i felt like i couldn't stay awake because i was bored to tears and (laughs) it really was it really was pointless because then i would come home and not be able to sleep and now i'm tired tomorrow at the job like it's a bad cycle late review submission kyle says this podcast is the goat i've been a listener for five to six years now i love the community you have built it's one of my 2020 new year's resolutions to put in on this and become a recurring donator but uh not that you asked but here are a few of my top moments from 2019. john lewis i know you probably have concussions from the beatings you took on the bridge but is donald trump a racist right Uh, i guess i said that at some point uh i
0: don't remember i I don't remember half the stuff i say, y'all
1: karen says oh look at the happy niggas plucking the flowers karen Uh shared a tear for a coon karen i remember that all three of these literally had me crying i know you all are probably tired of talking politics but being from dc i love the recent episode with jl and bay Insley uh um (laughs) between the lighter fun segments to the deeper meaningful topics this podcast has it all keep doing what you're doing and i'll be here every damn day happy holidays all the best well you're gonna be in for a treat kyle because tomorrow jl Coven is gonna be the guest
0: yay
1: so you know assuming he hasn't forgotten i'll make sure he has it but uh yeah so if you like jl Coven, you like some politic talk we'll probably be talking politics and maybe some movies and Mm -hmm. shit like that because that's what jl's into um all right uh we got gifts we do let me open these things up some of them i hadn't opened yet but uh all right so this one is from brooklyn shoe babe aka rakisha who says oh she got me uh got us upgrade one of my favorite movies of the year great great impossible white man movie yes it is uh underrated go see it yourself guys i really can't i can't i can't uh give this movie enough props we're
0: gonna enjoy that one
1: dear Rod and Karen because you love impossible white man movies as much as I do I I do I watched Die Hard on Christmas Day this year he sure did uh just a little something to tell you how much I appreciate all you do happy holidays Rod and Queen Karen sincerely Brooklyn shoe bag thank you baby we appreciate you Mm -hmm. we got some car oh should I do the cars last up to you I guess I'll do the cars last let me look through more of these items we got uh what is this uh a two-pack lummi advanced motion sensor led toilet bowl night light yeah i put that on there so when i'm half asleep the the toilet is lit right wow, y'all karen will go use the bathroom in the middle of the night and not turn on the light in the bathroom and just go by feel i don't like why that's like, what
0: that's why i put that on the list I'm like fuck you that turn, you, you turn the light i can't go
1: back to sleep if you turn on the light that's when you really gonna wake up <laughs> not to walk from the ba- to from the bed to the bathroom i like like because i because when the light come on i literally start actually just
0: waking up and then i'm like fuck wow. now i'm up to four fuck
1: okay. that that's probably some science behind that i don't understand um enjoy your gift jacqueline thank you jacqueline. i will baby uh we got this one from Alan and it's a it's a jar opener yes um uh i guess to help people with weak grip uh because karen often asked me to open the jars that's for why her.
0: i put it on there uh, say, nah, i can open up some jars by myself
1: mm-hmm. we'll see if this works we i i'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm put it to the test happy holidays rider karen you guys are like the family i never met thanks for all you two do for the blackout to his family enjoy your gift from Alan, thank you, Alan. Thank you. I'm gonna put it to the test, baby. I'll be opening up all
0: types of jars now.
1: More pickles and jars.
0: <laughs> That's three guys on because I always come in here, but I like, open up this.
1: All right, we'll see. Um, I don't uh, know is this it? the instructions? Place the jar opener on the lid, push the opener forward, aim to keep the teeth firmly touching the lid, lightly twist off the lid, and anti clockwise so that way all right okay so we 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 gonna see if works. hopefully it do
0: it' it'll, it'll save me time for Horjah roderick um trying
1: to think who sent this one I think the oh I think this one came with a card give me a second on that um we got this one, which is a gift from you, oh, and this is also from uh allen, and it is um what is this? uh multi style headbands for women yoga fashion workout running uh so karen you got some yoga headbands over here yay um open this up see what they look like uh okay so you got this put it on and uh get your workout on um and i guess they have different styles away wait is this even showing it's too bright i'm like it's too bright oh there we go okay they have different styles and how you can wear them
0: oh yes i'll be doing that
1: so uh thank
0: you yep i'll be head bending it
1: up that's yours all right let's see what else we got uh okay and then the rest is cards all right let's open up some of these cards y'all man we got a lot of cards this year and i haven't even sent all of them out yet um Whoa, another right. material is soft, hmm. Uh, all right. Oh, why does this card want to open? Okay, there we go. Just gotta get all the way up in there. This one is it says tis the season of sparkle.' Look at this black woman on the front, y'all. <gasps> oh, precious. Y'all be getting them mahogany. I don't know where y'all be finding these. I know, right? Uh, rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness uh psalm ninety-seven, twelve on one side that it says "May the christmas season and the days ahead sparkle with moments of love laughter and goodwill have a merry christmas and awesome new year thank you love your podcast happy holidays love michelle thank you thank you baby uh this one's from uh let's see oh on the back instead of follow instead of follow a la, la la, it says ha 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 oh all right let's see let's see what it says inside the card um it says it's christmas bitches <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like that call <laughs> it's
1: christmas bitches have a chill holiday happy holidays to my faves. you all deserve all the best things in the new year keep on keeping on. love J mills all oh, the written one p.s i slipped a little something in for justin in here too for justin jay trill wow should i be opening his shit i'm going open his shit y'all Oh, he got a cute. He got a gift card. Oh, oh let me let me sit, put this on sit, his, on sit on his desk. Uh, I, I'm gonna write from Jane. He ain't gonna know who this is. Justin be barely paying attention, but I'm Justin. Don't know who be he who even be liking mm-mm, him. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: He be like, y'all like me? Y'all really like me?
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So I put that on his desk, y'all. Uh, this one is from oh, boy little Brothers lb in the house thank you uh it says wishing you christmas blessings um and on the inside it says peace in your heart on this glad christmas day light from the shine, star to shine on your way uh friendships that gladden faith that uplifts may all these and more be your christmas time gifts happy holidays niggas thank you all <laughs> thanks for all you do for the fans and friends of the blackout to nation be safe and enjoy the holidays love peace and nappiness Leonard and mom dukes that's right Leonard's mom Aww, she was in town you. they was chilling watching uh, watching all, all the Netflix. movies watching all the movies you
0: know it is hilarious when uh you read the cards you be like okay that white folks shit over now how y'all doing niggas
1: <laughs> right hey niggas <laughs> uh season's greetings be merry and bright hey what's up my niggas uh how y'all doing um all right this this one a very simple looking car here with the white elegance i don't know if y'all can see all that oh that's precious um and then on the back it's got like christmas uh like a tree with with decorations and ornaments mm-hmm. uh and on the inside it says i hope you two have a great christmas i also hope the next uh Let's see. The next year brings you growth. Uh, it continue. Oh, I guess growth. Of, both continue success. That's what it is. Sorry, this is in cursive. Uh, peace and joy to you both. Love, Bria, um, Rod, and Karen. Merry Christmas, love. Oh, Becca, Becca, not Bria, Becca. Thank you, Becca. Thank we you, appreciate baby. this. Baby, pretty card. I pretty like pretty. all the cards. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We got this one. It's a Christmas tree. Uh, and this, I don't know if you guys can see. It, it's glittery, sparkling, mm-hmm, okay. sparkling. It says, "Happy holidays, joyous New Year, uh, love you guys." And this is from Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. Appreciate you. Boom. Um, them people, bosses, be like, "Y'all be getting a lot of shit." <laughs> yeah, they do. They love us there. Uh, this is from. Let me see. I gotta open it up to see who it's from uh oh this one has like a bow like this is a physical bow it's not written on there oh
0: that's pretty um on top
1: of some boxes and on the inside oh this is a long one let's see um dear rod and karen absolutely love the show and just wanted to wish you all a very merry christmas discover y'all this year with the game of thrones recast and have been hooked ever since my family and i randomly sing fucking with black people and guess the race <laughs> around the house love those segments oh and reading rainbow smiley face the work that you and karen do is very inspirational looking forward to more of the blackout tips in 2020 always an education uh educational black ass good time thank you both Uh, and I think this is Mitzi. Uh, and and then on the other side, it says, Dear Ryder Karen, wishing you all, wishing you and yours all things wonderful. Merry Christmas, Ryder Karen, and wishing you all the best in the new year. Hugs hugs and kisses, Mitzi. Thank you. You guys are so sweet i know Honestly, I feel so
0: loved
1: this really makes it worth sending out the, the cards it
0: does y'all. i really do love the cards y'all send because y'all be finding some i'd be like where do y'all find these cards they be unique and personable uh
1: now this one once again you can't really tell from here but these are raised off of the card yeah right gold like little gold coins then it says joy on the inside it says rod and karen uh wishing you a wonderful festive season all the way from Ireland. What? Ireland. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it says Maritius. Uh I think uh that's like a soccer team. I don't know. Uh May twenty uh May twenty twenty. Um um and the new decade be joyful and abundant. Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa Christmas, the happiest of New Year's. Um and it says uh was it ijiro xo 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 james um Nolowag shona the i don't know what that part means it says the omaki mcshanes oh okay oh thank you thank you appreciate you all the way
0: from ireland okay
1: we our podcast is all glow it's around the globe oh, y'all.
0: So.
1: um and i know because some of these addresses y'all want these cards going to go i'm like oh this is proof um this one has a kitten on the front oh and of course it says santa paul's oh precious um and the message inside says thank you so much for everything you guys do my dad was sick and in the hospital a couple of years ago it was touch and go for a while and the only thing that kept me sane was listening and laughing with the podcast I appreciate you guys so Aww. much Rod and Karen wishing you a warm and cuddly Christmas I hope you have a great Christmas and an amazing 2020 from Sherry oh thank you Sherry thank you baby and I'm glad the podcast yeah. was able to be there for yeah, you yeah I'm glad Papa I was good you got me through some times so I tell you that much Whew. um let, uh, let's get to the next one sorry this car is Uh, Just a thick old, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Envelope. And the winner is uh, (laughs) La La Land. La La. Oop, Moonlight. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay, Christmas tree on the front. Let me see if I can get the camera to focus on that. There you go. Oh, yeah, we see that. Oh, that's pretty. All right. And it says have a merry little christmas because <laughs> it's a little card with a little tree Aww. and a wonderful new year thanks for keeping me in the stitches you guys rock shay d hang thank you shay thank
0: you uh
1: we got a few more Let's Oh, see y'all wasn't here. playing
0: with the car i didn't remember really so many cars y'all wasn't playing this year
1: this is all this is all fun for karen because you know i did all all the mailing yes you did so she's just like listen these are gifts from above manna from above
0: i sure am i just hold on to them forever
1: spoiled okay uh this one has some peacocks on it yes peacocks best wishes uh to you this holiday season and it says it's been great podcasting with you two. we hope to see you both in person in 2020 it's from allegro allegra and mariano Aww. i think i just shipped them i just gave them a shipping name uh allegro so we're just gonna go with yeah we're
0: gonna ship y'all
1: allegriano there we go and that's how it's done. That's why I get paid the big bucks to podcast guys. Right,
0: that's how you get shipped.
1: Allegriano. Alright. Um <laughs> all right. This one all right, here we go. This one says Oh, it's like a black jazz band on the front. Oh, that's colorful. looks like something from the background of the uh Good Times photo. Do y'all be Googling painting? Googling this unique black cards. Where are y'all finding these? Right wishing you a merry christmas and a jamming new year dear carrying the ride. wishing you all the joy of the season and continued success in the new year thanks for all that you do sincerely cassie aka cass always thank you thank you oh, that was that was dope that's a unique one mm-hmm. y'all must be going to the to the, like the black to the mahogany section the black card store like they only get business one time a year um and this one is from uh coach craig and caritha okay it says Mm oh happy holidays a holiday happiness is what it says They they went got theirs done professionally like uh, i mean got the headshots. i mean they went went, we see y'all trying to floss in front of everybody they went Mm -hmm. to like uh vista print and got it got it done i see Mm -hmm. personal a little personalized touch we appreciate you um y'all went to the professionals we see mm-hmm. what's this one uh oh it's from our girl coco cutie hey baby um uh she got the personalized touch too mm. yes personal okay come through red dress with the misto i'll see you poo uh it says happy Holidays, sending hugs and love thank you coco cutie thank you um one of my favorite instagram follows she is she always doing something oh and then my parents gave us a card um i don't know how carrie ended up putting it over here in this pile but i guess they do listen to the show so it counts yeah yeah it does uh but my parents gave us a card um and on the inside was uh a burton's gift card Mm -hmm. that says thank you both for your kindness and thoughtfulness love always dad mom and layla thank you thank you i had a good time with them on christmas we went to bombay did. grill oh, it was so good uh we showed up the day early because sometimes we show up on christmas when our we always out, miss her um somewhere and uh i got her some uggs mhm she we like got her some uggs. uggs karen told me what to get mm-hmm. so uh she got some uggs with the bow on the we, back i want the one with the bows on it i was like i got you i don't think she thought we were gonna get them well i think she yeah she didn't but you know what it is um uh, cause I got all my nephews and nieces something, but the thing is, um it's her birthday and Christmas.
0: Right. So I didn't want to so cheat her. I
1: wanted her to get something that like, okay, if I would have spent X amount of money for one, I, I feel like you gotta double up for both mm-hmm. on this case. or mm-hmm. just cause the Christmas birthday kids always get, get cheated you know, the, yeah, they kind of get, <laughs> get, they kind of get cheated. They do get cheated. So, uh, I said, let me get, I'm gonna go ahead and just spend it and get what she wanted and, uh, Man, she was so happy. She and She was absolutely str- She was straightening them boots all around the house and took pictures in them and stuff. And I, I love to see Layla uh happy like that. Yes,
0: so. I had a ball uh watching her in them because she told me, I was like, okay, I was like, what you want? She told me, I said, okay. But I still think, because you know how kids do. Kids tell people what they want. And parent, people didn't know the fuck out of kids. Giving kids bullshit they don't want. Kids don't give a damn about your socks and drawers and bras. Buy them the shit that they desire. And she's such a laid
1: back kid. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like seeing layla like smiling and happy and walking around like you know okay we hit this gift out the park you know so
0: yes
1: uh the last car is made by sydney um snow is what it says on the front um this is glitter and this braid is raised off of the card. oh that's pretty um and then it says dear karen i couldn't resist sending you some support during this holiday season dealing with rise hateration of capitalism <laughs> is taxing from afar <laughs> so i can only uh imagine your struggle the black capitalists of the black altars nation must stand together i'm sure you agree that rihanna has been a real leader for us and i enjoy yes i enjoy giving her money especially because fenty is absolutely impressive i love my lip glosses from her so i wanted you to have this complete sampler set i hope you yes, enjoy lip
0: gloss i got makeup and lip gloss
1: hope you enjoy if not maybe layla will with every good wish caritha professor oh, caritha oh
0: baby she ain't get she ain't getting no fenty lip gloss Mm-mm.
1: yeah this she, is never she's
0: she, she not, of, of she not of that age yet you know she could look older yes but honey i am gonna be wearing my capitalist lip gloss and gonna make my face up too.
1: yeah so karen got the fenty beauty by rihanna glossy posse mini gloss bomb collection um and of course i'm throwing it right in the trash because
0: uh, he, tra- uh, he trying to get
1: cut because <laughs> not in this house okay this is a socialist house send us some socialist goods maybe like a bag of potatoes no or some canvas well or something well
0: i tell you one thing uh you and your buddies better protect you cause you throw that in the trash can it's gonna be sprayed up fight up in here all
1: right I get it out the trash then i did know it's gonna be physical violence over mm-hmm. here capitalist fight wow that's really sad to see the kind of abuse and stuff that people promote mm-hmm. uh on the podcast like this mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, i'll be a capitalist to the end all right okay well that that's it for today that was everything <laughs> uh if you guys are um uh, premium me and justin did three new movie reviews last night for um a hidden life uh hustlers and little white women i mean little women little women (laughs) sorry that's my bad my bad i meant little women um and we have more coming um that we have to review too but uh yeah so we got all that stuff out of the way so uh enjoy tomorrow we should have jl coven on the show um so hopefully people be looking forward to that and uh like i said we'll see what the schedule brings as the holidays come Mm -hmm. um uh when we take days off and all that type of stuff so all right until next time thank you guys for all of the gifts and the cards
0: yes thank
1: you we appreciate y'all we love y'all and um we just uh we just had somebody susan came in town last night we had dinner with her justin came so like you know it's been a happy holiday season filled with lots of love and getting to see people and all that stuff and and uh wouldn't miss it for the world so all right y'all until next time i love you i love you too bye